Welcome to Behind the Screens, a podcast where we talk to industry experts and the people who make Universal Screens a leader in the world of motorized retractable screens. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Screens. I'm Sean Culbertson, and joining me today is Michael Longoria, Joe Serta, and Brent Crandall from The Blind Depot, which is a local company to us based out of uh, Richardson, right here in the DFW area. The reason we've got Brent on here today is is to talk about a few things. One is about being a face of a company and, and taking full ownership in it, even if you don't and you're not the owner, uh, something that Michael and, and Joe are, are fully aware of. And so we're going to touch on that. But before we dive into that, I want to know a little bit about you, Brent, as well as Blind Depot, how that started, how the company got started and your relationship there. So I started with Blind Depot a little over 25 years ago. Um, it was a uh, kind of put me through college job. Um, it was a honestly at the time pretty struggling little company that that my brother worked at, and uh, he needed some help with installations. So he came to me and said, "Hey, I need some help and uh, on installations. I'm trying to work everything, and I can't do it all on my own." And he was working his way through college, so it was really a part time gig. I was my first six months or so there, I was working 30 hours a week going to college and kind of transitioned from there to working full-time and going to school full-time and graduated in 2001 with a journalism degree from North Texas. And What are you doing with that? This. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, I win all of the writing contests when Hunter Douglas says, hey, send us your story about X. Yeah. I've got a thermal camera. I've got an <laughs> iPad. I, I do win all those competitions. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a public relations degree. So I guess technically I deal with the public a lot. And so your, your company, the Blind Depot, Hunter Douglas mm-hmm. uh, Gallery, I'm not familiar with the, the whole sure. terms. And the, so I know that you guys are a, a big Hunter Douglas dealer. And what predominantly started out is an interior company, which a lot of company interior and now they've moved into the exterior market. We also have a lot of companies that are just exterior only, sure. but you're dealing, you're in customers' homes probably five, six days a week, uh, consulting on interior treatments as well as exterior. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. We've been in business for 30 years. So I guess I've been with them the vast majority of those at this point, but, uh, Carla started it out of her garage and. Uh, kind of kind of blew up from there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we do a lot of interior. 90% of our business is still interior, maybe 95. We started in the exterior maybe 15 years ago um, with a company called Karate. That was before you guys were here. Of course, so, yeah. And I much appreciate you guys being here now because I can actually call someone who knows something about the product <laughs> they sell. So. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I spoke to you about coming on the podcast, one of the things that, that – that hit me was that you said, uh, well, I'm certainly not one of your biggest dealers. And, and, and while you're not one of our biggest dealers, you do sell uh, a good amount of units. And more importantly, I've seen most of your units and I see where they go and I've seen the projects. And while you may not be one of our biggest dealers, you're, you're absolutely one of, if not the best dealer in terms of videos, putting your videos together, editing your videos, uh, narrating your videos, and properly tagging your videos. Okay, dirty secret. Those are all one take. One take. I really? never edit a single one of those things. They go right from my phone to the computer to the internet. That degree. Never yeah, edited it. Just pulling the curtain <laughs> full back because they look great. They, they sound do. great. Um, 
when I see that you've posted a video, uh, I immediately will, will go to share that. I try to share all the videos, but yours, because I think I interact more, they pop up on my feed a lot more. And, and I do see you posting them and some of the other Facebook uh, groups for you know the industry. But yeah, I, th- I have to say you do a you do a fabulous job on those. Any tips for anyone listening? Are you going to keep those secrets to yourself? So. Honestly, my installers try to do them, and they're not quite as good. But I don't even have a script. Yeah, it's just all a matter of knowing the product and being passionate about what you have and what you sell. And that's really you know, once you, you've all have all the names that you need down in your head. And yeah, so I can call out a, a product and a screen type and a manufacturer and every, everything else because I sell it all the time. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, I, those customers contact contacted you with a problem, you've provided a solution, and now you're just kind of narrating through how this happened. They got west-facing sun, they can't have their morning coffee. And those seem like very, very simple things, but when you stitch all that together with a video, it's a lot more powerful. And and hopefully as we start going forward, we'll see more and more people doing that. Social media is a weird thing. I, I don't fully understand all of it. I'm learning it every day, but you guys do a, a pretty good job with that, and you, you guys stay active. We'll get our marketing kickback here eventually, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the reason we brought you in today, um, uh, one, to get to know you a little bit better, but but two was I'm intrigued and impressed by the way that uh, you worded this to me is that you you act as the face of the company, but you're not the owner of the company. And the reason that that hit with me is because like these two guys here, I don't think that any of their neighbors would know that they don't own universal screens. I think that they would, would assume that because of the passion they put into the company and because of their, their work ethic and what they do, that they just assume like, Oh, they, they've got to be owners. And obviously for us and for the company, that's a tremendous asset and it's got to be the same for blind Depot. How do you take that attitude? I think a lot of it just has to do with being passionate about what you do. We have a, decently large company at this point. When I started, there were points where I was doing just about everything. We moved into our current place in 2014, or no, I'm sorry, 2004. And it, we, we were kind of struggling before we moved. Now we've got a very thriving commercial business that you really don't see. We do. We have two full-time estimators that just look at plans all day long. And the owner has to take responsibility for a lot of those things. And at this point, being a 25 year plus employee, she knows that I don't need babysitting. Right. So, and it's one of those things about just being passionate about what you, what you do about the people that you help. And that's the biggest thing is probably the customers. They have problems, they need solutions and I'm the one who can help them. Carla is the owner. She's a great lady. She spends a lot of time with commercial. And at this point, She's kind of let the residential go a little bit. And that product knowledge that she's got built up is a lot of it is, is commercial products. So yeah. it's, it's kind of tough for her sometimes to, if, if she had to run the showroom on her own, it might be a little difficult, but um, it's I mean, just something I enjoy doing. Yeah. The fact that she's got you to be able to lean on is, is a tremendous asset, much like I don't have to feel like I need to be here all the time. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm out, you know, parading around town. It, it Maybe I'm focusing on okay, now what's the next step for this company? Are we going to, are we going to start up another warehouse somewhere? Are we going to try to do this or try to do that? Or are we going to try to, you know, get into commercial, just different aspects. And I know that these guys, um, they, 
they bleed the universal screen. I mean, they both got tattoos of the company. Come on, <laughs> you know that's. Uh, Where's your dedication? Yeah, I have no tattoos. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's a crazy thing when it happened. But hey, they're mine forever, I guess. But they take on that's this. A <laughs> they take on this company as if it were were their own. So I mean, Joe. I mean, how? Why is that something in you? Was that the same as your previous company? Did you? Would I have thought that you were the owner of Texan? I knew you weren't. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I, I, you know, when you, well, I worked for an interior company prior to this, and actually, I was your sales rep. But no, I mean, I take passion in what I do. I mean, I love, you know, the company. I love the products, and most of all, I love the dealers. You know, dealing with a uh, with the dealers. So yeah, I take great passion in what I do. And same thing when I came over to you know to start Universal, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, I, you know, live. Live, breathe, and what was it saying? Uh, breathe, live, whatever, die, whatever. But it's um, I am. Let's uh, just let them figure. It just figure it out. No, but I'm all. We're, I'm no, all no, in. Figure it out. I'm right all in. In. There's something really freeing about not being responsible for all the financials of the business, but yeah, still taking ownership of it in that yeah. kind of way. Because yeah. we'll let him worry about that. I just want to say that the ep- this episode is going to be titled "Live, Breathe, and Maybe and, Die." And maybe, <laughs> and maybe die. <laughs> and so, get branded or get tattooed. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you, Mike? I mean, I, I think that when you, if if your neighbor asked you um, about about the shade on your on your garage, that it would come across probably as you know my company. You know. Oh, um, I tell them it's my company. <laughs> I, I just tell them like I own this. No, Check um, the tattoo. It's right here. <laughs> no, and I think it's it's kind of like what Joe said. I mean, it's it's just being passionate about it, knowing it, and being almost prideful that hey, I work for this company. And so it may come off as like my company does this, but it's like I work for this company that makes this great product. And, and I was going to ask, you know, Brent, Brent's probably the same, you know, do you have any words of advice for somebody who is out there who, you know, maybe is kind of in your shoes in one of our shoes that don't own it, but you are running it. You've got a lot of say so to it, but almost kind of has that mentality of, well, it's not my company, so what does it matter, you know? Right. And I think that's that's the kind of the prevalent thing is a lot of people in my position are like, well, I don't own this. It's not as big of a deal to me. But, you know, hey, it's it's my livelihood. It's something I've invested 25 years in. Know your stuff and find vendors that will treat you right. That's yeah. the, the biggest issue. I mean, right now I'm in charge of pretty much finding every product that we sell. You didn't know that. I didn't own the place because you've never spoke to Carla. Yeah. yeah so. True. Yeah. When I, when I reached out, it was uh, to talk about the, the ups and downs of small business ownership. And he says, well, I'm not the owner. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> I said, franchise. okay, well then I don't want you on here. Forget right. it. <laughs> but I, but I think it goes, it goes a long way saying, you know, even though it's, this is not my business and you can have that mindset of like, well, I'm just making them money, but it, it, you should never have that mindset. It should right. be like the more successful that I am, the more successful the company is. And in return, yes, it is our livelihood. So that, I mean, this company has done a lot for me, mm-hmm. has done more than I had ever dreamed of, of where I could go and the things I can you know, do. And, and so to me, it's just about being passionate and, and almost thankful for the company and what it's done for me is is that almost like i feel like i owe the company my my all you know so it put me through college it's now put one of my kids through college so i've got two more that are 
going to go through college, and who knows, maybe when Carla decides that she's time, it's time for her to retire, then she'll hand it over right, or sell it to we'll me or something. We'll get you on that we'll podcast get, that you, yeah, when he owns yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it certainly would be a great choice if that if that's the route that it goes for, you know, because you do a you do a tremendous job over there. You're on the front lines. You know, we're not, we're not in a, a war here, but you're on the front <laughs> lines of. Uh, the the sell of the product to the homeowner and you're dealing with the homeowners on a daily basis and we're we're going through everyone right now is going through this this pandemic and things have shifted and their supply chains issue supply chain issues delays things like that how's it like because we don't deal with the homeowner Mm -hmm. i i we deal with you we deal with people in your seat and there are certainly challenges with that as well but uh you know how are the homeowners how is that is that uh how is that big the, the shift of, you know, hey, it used to be two weeks now, it's six right. weeks or what it may be. A lot of it's setting expectations. Right when the pandemic started, y'all were cranking stuff out in about two and a half weeks. I'm out there installing stuff. And yes, it's not you just commented, you. remember? He, Brent, commented on the dealer uh, the dealer group page. He said, these guys are putting them out in two weeks. And all of us text. He goes, did you oh see Brent just tell him? Oh, <laughs> my God, stop it. No, and I, and I know summers were usually busier for you guys, but, you know, we had one in February. Yeah. And some of that stuff is you get calls for exterior stuff, and some of it is when I'm measuring a house on the inside, I'm like, hey, man, you need to let me screen that porch. And I can't tell you how many of them that I've got just by yeah, talking yeah. about the exterior product when we're – when they're measuring for something else. Absolutely. So. Because I, I mean, most people, if we were to go walk the block here, you know, I, I would, I'm going to guess one out of every 10 person, 10 people know that this product exists. And I may be even high on that. I mean, it's just, that's not really a well-known product yet. The industry is booming, but the normal person doesn't know it exists. And the ones that do just think it's an unattainable luxury item. Right. You know, it's too much while it's not a cheap product. When you consider that you can enclose your entire patio and create extra square footage to your home and an outdoor indoor living space, you know, the costs sort of are in line with, with, you know, instead of getting a full remodel and right. you know, glass doors and all that. A lot of it, that's what I like about these new builds is they're giving you these nice square brick openings and it's really easy to pop, pop a screen on some of those things. And I'll be honest, there's stuff that I'm not comfortable doing. Yeah. And I know that there's dealers out there that are. So I've referred a couple of jobs over to KJ Custom Screens. And yeah, I mean, they turned a beautiful porch into something that I could never have done. You know, these people wanted to, we want to screen off this porch. Okay, well, I've got no support here in the middle. I've got a countertop that I'm dropping onto over here. And it's all built out of stone and brick. And there's nothing that I can do with this. Yeah. I don't do porch remodels. But I know people who do. And, you so. know, that's a that's a great side topic of being able to, be honest with what you are, what you do as a company, and 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 give that to your customer because we've been in this boat before, Joe. When we were on the retail side, and we were we just want to sail. He doesn't say we, no. No, we, no, we didn't. You know, we were like, man, if we could do this, and like that's not what we do. You that's know? the other nice part about not owning the company is I can tell people no, and it's okay. Carla yeah. hates telling people no. <laughs> yeah, we, it, it's we've a, done some stupid stuff on commercials. It, it, it ended up turning out really well. It's a hard like, thing. What are we doing? Yeah, it's definitely a hard thing to tell someone no. And as you know, it's it's an up and down market all the time. And when it's up, it's easy to say, no, we don't want that job, mm-hmm. but they don't come then. They come when it's down and you're like, well, you know what? It would be real good to have this $20,000 yeah, job. How could we make this work? Right. And you're, you're right. sitting there and we've been in those situations. We've always found a way to pull ourselves out. And maybe at the end of the day, it means we have to call someone to bail us out. Like, hey, you, we got we to gotta hire this guy. But it's just to tap the brakes for a second and all right, let's, can we do this? How much trouble are we going to get? And we're talking about people's homes, you know? 
And so that's it. It's an admirable quality to be able to just say, Hey, I don't think we can do this job to your liking, but like you mentioned, KJ, Teresa and them, they can do it. Oh yeah. And know? she just sent me a project that pictures of one that I'd sent to her. They built an Italian pizza oven outside. I mean, <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we assembled all these glass pieces by hand. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're not going to do it with that attitude. No, I can well, tell you that. <laughs> I just want to eat the pizza. Right? I'm not gonna Eating the pizza is fine. No, but there's there's certain things. If you want me to do an interior interior job, you want to motorize the entire house and hook it up to smart systems and all that stuff, I got you. Yeah. There's certain things. I'm not going to remodel your house to put a shade in. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not a thing. So, so where do you see the exterior market going um, through your eyes? I mean, do you see, I know that you're, outwardly mentioning it to your customers, mm-hmm. but are you starting to get more and more leads and calls in for people that are interested in that over the past, you know, actually probably since the pandemic started? Yeah. Right? I mean, outdoors, you know, it's one of those things. If I have to work from my house, where do I want to work? Yeah. I can work at my dining room table or I can work on my porch. Yeah. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of extra calls for the exterior product. And like I said, with the new builds, it's so, so easy to screen those things. It's yeah. almost ridiculous. So they're coming pre-built for them. Uh, but the exterior, it's, it's done nothing but go up for us. Yeah. So we, before we started selling you guys constantly, we were going, oh, maybe two or three a year. There were some years where we didn't sell any at all. Yeah. It just wasn't something that we were pushing because of the product that we were, I don't want to say forced to sell, but it's the product that we had. And it was frustrating because you'd call up and ask about a product or about an installation idea. And they'd have to, well, we'll get back to you. Why? Is there nobody there that I can talk to that knows your product well enough to give me an answer? Now we sell outdoor furniture too. Okay, well, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> we can sell you this. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't want to sell outdoor no, furniture. I want right. to sell the screens, right. right? Because my, my first go at it, you know, on the exterior, I was working for, you know, for an interior company. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to, you know, we happened to do an exterior and it was through that same company you mentioned, Karate. And when we installed that, I was terrified. I'm like, I'll never, ever do another exterior the way I ended up. An exterior. <laughs> he did. You did actually because no, I wanted to buy exterior from him at one point. And he's like, I, I wouldn't no. do it because the installation is too difficult. And it wasn't about a company or anything. It was just about the the whole idea of exterior product because I'm from the interior world as well. Right. That's how I got started. And so that was a daunting task to now, okay, I can deal with out of square uh, window framing, but now I'm dealing with brick columns, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stucco and rock. I mean, we've been through a lot of experiences, which I'm, you're going through as well as you do more and more of. It's just a different beast outside. Yeah, so well, he told it, you never to buy exterior and he was your choice of, I'm going to hire the Yeah, that, that's <laughs> right. But we were in, in, his inter- in his interview, he said, man, I'll never, I'll never sell an exterior. Well, like, so, you're, okay, you're hired. So, to be fair, if you're coming from an interior dealership, I mean, Graber, Hunter Douglas, Texton, those are all interior shade companies, and they would love to sell you an outdoor shade with the stainless steel cable that's like <laughs> really thin and it'll break well, so, as soon as the wind blows. I'm not interested in that. If I'm going to put something outside, I'm going to do it right. And that's the one thing that I appreciate about you guys is I can do it right. I'm not going to sell you something that you have to bungee cord down because if you have to rely on people to anchor it, it won't get anchored. Won't get yeah. So we're not doing that. So what, gonna... what advice would you have to interior companies that are scared of doing the exterior, you know? Ah, get your feet wet. I mean, it's not a difficult product, really. It just has to be designed properly. And if you're trying to do it with an interior designed product, it's not. Re- I mean, yeah, yeah. it's an exterior rated screen and it's an exterior rated motor, but... 
how much harder is it? Because because they've done interior. I've never sure. ever touched interior. I've helped on a couple jobs or something like that. But it, it I've only known on, exterior. So. Depends on what we're installing it into. If I'm going into hardy board, it's fine. If I'm going into brick, it's a little bit more work. But you can deal with the same kind of stuff on interior on occasion. It's just not nearly as regularly. We're lucky that we live here in Texas where we have sheetrocked wood wood windows. Uh, or we wood, go to you know, Florida, and everything and is cinder like block and concrete, and yeah. even inside and outside. So, but uh, you know, I, I like the you know know your limits, and like you said, you had a, a you know a, somebody you could ref, you know refer them to, which in that case it was KJ. Mm-hmm. But there's some there's a lot of guys out there that will just take jobs and not take consideration. This is what you got to do to make this happen, and they botch the well. The job. There's jobs too that you're like, I know I could do this. Yeah. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it worth my time. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. so, and that's absolutely. a value. That's a valuable lesson because there's plenty of times where we just wanted a job, and then it, you you get done with it, you know, and you're like, oh, I, we didn't charge nearly enough, right. and the customer would have would have paid. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're not gouging, but time is money, and here we are spending three days, you know, on an install because we didn't look at everything. You know, well, I appreciate that the uh, the last seminar that you guys had a couple of years ago, I started talking to people about what do you charge for installs? Because I know we were undershooting it. Yeah. And so I got a really, a lot of really good ideas on you know what to charge for, to install some of these things. And I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm about half of yeah. what I should have been. It's doing 50 bucks for it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's, you know, interior, it's $15 a shade, right? right? Yeah. So we were on motorized. We're like, eh, 150, 200. That's not nearly enough to no. start dealing with concrete and stucco and, that, and brick and everything else. That's so. great to hear that you, you got something out of that because that's the seminar really is broken down. Yes. There's, we have some presentations and some things, but it's, it's really not about that because we could film those and just shut send those. What it's more about is, is collectively getting with the other customers, the other dealers and, and learning that. What are you charging? Also, how are you, how are you installing into, to this particular, um, surface? What about when you butt them up here? What are you doing? You know, and, and also coming in with an open mind going, this is how I do it, but this guy, he does it that way. Yeah, that probably is, that's probably better. And so that's what those are all geared mm-hmm. for is getting together with other people in the industry that do the product, you know, install the same product and try to just learn some of those, uh, uh, different, uh, I'm trying techniques. to think. techniques Te- yeah. techniques yeah I mean that was one of the, so we had our first recess pocket job right after that and yeah. so you had I think it was Kim that was running the how do you install these pocketed oh, yeah, yeah. shades right man I was all ears my installer was sick yeah so he was supposed to come with me and he was out sick the entire time so I was just listening like soaking that in and you yeah. had dealers that were able to give advice to other dealers on how to do it and you guys listen too which is fantastic I mean the colors going to textured now I mean that's I'm assuming it was a dealer initiated. Uh, that, was, we, that was you from like five years ago when you, yeah, when we you tried asked me about it, that. We try to listen to what's being said to us. We try to do as much as we can. Some things obviously, you know, can't be done or, or there's, you know. But we, there's continuous product improvements and that's what I really like. We've gone to a metal end cap instead of the plastic one. Yeah. It's all color coordinated. I mean, there's some really beautiful stuff that y'all do where, you know, the other guys are like, here's our product. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate cool. you saying that, yeah, because sometimes we we do things and we we think it's helpful, and then sometimes we sit back and like, oh, do we really need to do that? Or people, you know, because we don't we don't get the constant feedback, right? You know, looking what we hear is double center channel. Yeah, Have what's the, that? Looking forward to that double center channel y'all are going to come out with a uh, zipper and two sides at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. You must have Joe must have sold you something. 
No. I, um, <laughs> so it would be cool to butt up Shane. Yeah, don't have to worry yeah. about it. So yeah, I think for I for know this, what you're talking about. Yeah. For this episode, I think was mainly you know one what we were trying to hit on was that you know being the face of a company while you're not necessarily the owner and putting that passion and that drive and you know taking ownership of it uh, and you know how that can transform it, it it changes everything in your daily life. You know that you guys are putting you're all into this company, all three of you, and um, and and it shows because you're all very successful at what you do. Mm-hmm. But then we also, you know, we hit on some things about, um, you know, the, the interior world. You know, we're trying to go after this, uh, uh, not necessarily go after, but they're coming to us. This interior customer is coming. And sometimes we want to go, hey, you know, it's not the same. It's a different rodeo out there. But like you get your advices and just jump in, you know, and, and you'll be able to go into a person's home and sell them a wood blind or a silhouette. But also like, hey, man, you have a beautiful patio out here. Well, there's a jump in, but there's also a make sure you know, you learn as much as you can about that product before you go out and try to put it in. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say, yes, we can do it. It's another thing to, you know, actually put your hands on that product and put it up. And so. I'm sure you have to have the right people that you can trust to say, okay, you're going from outside to, yeah, I mean, uh, you're smart enough to know that you're going into break. They, you're hey, there's this. some growing pains. I got on it. There's some things that we probably didn't do quite right at the very beginning, but I think everybody's the same with that. So Absolutely. But Absolutely. Then, Once you start getting that that under your belt, you start to become better each time. Sure. Yeah. Well, our installer's Chad. Um, he's our main guy. He's been with us since 1999, right? A couple of couple of times, he's taken a year or so off and always come back to us because <laughs> you know that grass isn't always greener on the other side. So, but he and I, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page at this point, and I know enough to know my limitations as well. Can I do it? Sure. Is he better at it than I am? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So when I'm on a job site with Chad, I'm asking him, okay, what's our next step? And uh, I know when he just kind of glares at me, I know to shut up and just yeah. start doing what he wants <laughs> well, us to do. Well, I met y'all so. at, at a couple of projects, and, man, it turned out real, real nice. So. Yeah, and that was the other thing is so that first exterior job, I called up, and I was like, hey, we're doing our first exterior, the recess pocket job. And he's like, hey, you want me to come out and make sure you're doing it right? Well, I think we got <laughs> it, but if you're offering, absolutely, yeah. come on. Let's yeah. And it was it was in pockets and yeah it was yeah a, it was nice real it was, nice it was bef- you know pre finish out mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it ended up it ended up turning out really well and I got to go out and sell that same job interior products later and so that's when I got the video is when everything was done so yeah well you mentioned another really good point of just being able to take a step back and and let Chad who you you said right there you know he does certain things better than I do and you can step back and go hey. You're running the show on this, or I'm, I'm taking you're taking the lead. I'll, I'll follow. Uh, and a lot of people, it's hard to do. And it was hard for me to do. And I can fully step back and understand, you know, understand that certain people here can do things in this certain sector of the business better than I can. Oh, it's still hard. Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you coming coming by. Oh, thanks for having uh, me. It was great catching up with you and uh, learning a, a little bit more about the background of Blind Depot. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pleasure having you. We'll definitely look forward to having a good time at the seminars with you, and hopefully we can learn some more during the roundtables. We're still trying to piece together what we're going to be doing on those. But, uh, again, as always, thank you very yeah, much. Hopefully in a couple of years I'll be back for the owner's roundtable. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that's, that that's it for us today. Uh, that's our wraps up another episode of Behind the Screens, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Behind the Screens. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast player and leave us a review.